Hallelujah. I like what I feel. Because I feel what I like. This is the kind of atmosphere and environment that always strengthen my faith and inspire me to go to the extra mile. It is the kind of environment that I'm feeling here this morning. And I'm so glad, I'm so privileged that God can allow me to feel that spirit of God one more time. Amen. And that is the greatest blessing that you can have from God. The assurance of the spirit of God give you that confidence and, and power and boldness to say, I can make it. I don't know how I'm going to make it. But let me tell you, devil, this morning, you're going to see my face on the other side. I'm on my way to my destiny, which is heaven. And at the same time, I want to tell the devil, he's also on his way to his destiny, which is hell. I've got every reason to shout, sing, praise, dance every given opportunity because I know I'm going home. I'm in the right place. I've got the right doctrine. I'm on the right faith. I've got the Spirit of God. I know I'm in the right place. I'm heading home. It doesn't matter. If you don't agree with me, it's still not going to change me from dancing in the presence of God. The music doesn't move me. What moves me it's the faith in the word of God that there is a heaven waiting for me on the other side. After everything is said and done, I'm going to see my Savior face to face. And all my loved ones, I've got to see my heroes of faith in the Bible on the other side. I've got the opportunity to worship God with all those apostles, all those great heroes of faith in the Bible, all those people of God that I always preach about here on earth. I'm going to see them on the other side. I don't know what you are excited about. I'm exciting about Jesus. Just the fact that Jesus died for my sins. Thank you, Jesus. Are you happy this morning? Even though the coronavirus and the restriction and everything, you're still happy? Come on, give me that face. Smile a little bit. Give your face a rest. Your, your face needs a rest. Just smile. Smile. Even though you don't feel like you want to smile, just smile by faith. Just smile. Because we are walking by faith. Everything I'm going to do, I'm going to do it by faith. Everything is going to by faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. I'm going to be healed this morning by faith. I'm going to receive the Holy Ghost this morning by faith. I'm going to have a breakthrough this morning by faith. I'm going to be restored completely this morning by faith. I'm here by faith. Because even death cannot hold me down. I'm here by faith. I come across a lot of mountain battles, demons, evil spirits. But I'm still here. I'm still here. I fight demons, I fight hell, I'm still here, I'm going to walk by faith, I'll continue to walk by faith, even though it doesn't seem like I understand what's happening, I'm still going to go by faith, I'm going to raise my hands by faith, I'm going to shout by faith, I'm going to sing by faith, because I'm going to reach heaven, amen. But some of you are not here by faith. You're here because you want to see who's all in the house this morning. And it is exciting to even see the faces of your brothers and sisters. Because you'll know that we're still surviving. Even though in this dark time. And that's the beauty about the church of the living God. It shines in the darkness. A city that is set on the hill that cannot be hid. And we are going home. 
I want to give thanks to God for His provision in my life and in my family. If it wasn't for Him, I won't make it this far. And He alone gets the glory and all the credit. And I will always praise Him and worship Him and thank Him for everything that He has done in my life, in my family, and this ministry. So give praise and thanks to the man of God, Pastor Stanley Harvey, and the leadership of this beautiful church, Church of POS, for always welcoming me in the open hands and open heart every time I come into POS since 2016, even four years later. And it's going to be the next 10 years again. I'll be here seeing you. And if I didn't see you here, I'll see you on the other side. But I'm still going to greet you. And I'm going to still say thank you. Hallelujah. So this morning, I want to take us into the word of God. And I'm so blessed with the Tambonibalu family for allowing me to stay in their home. The board asked me, do you, do you have a place to stay? Okay, yes, I have a home here in Australia. And I thank God for the Tambonival family, for the love and the heart that they have for God and his people. And I will continue to pray for them, for God's favor. And all of you, beautiful people of God, I could not thank you enough for all the kindness and the love. Because I always feel welcome. When I meet you guys, people. I always say to my wife, you're also welcome here in Australia. Right. Hallelujah. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. So Paul was talking to the church in Corinthians. Don't forget that your fathers were also baptized by Moses. In the clouds and in the sea. Amen. First Timothy chapter 3 verse 15. But if I tarry long. That thou mayest know how thou. Oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God. Which is the church of the living God. The pillar. Everybody say the pillar. And the ground of truth. Last scripture this morning, Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, well-known verse to us apostolic believer. And I say unto thee in verse 18 in Matthew chapter 16, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Everybody say, the gates of hell. Say it loud, the gates of hell. Say it again, the gates of hell. I want you to shout it out with conviction. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And the Bible says in verse 19, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth, shall be bound in heaven 
And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Lord Jesus, we come before you once again, O God, as we are about to hear from you. We pray that the spirit of your word will move mightily in our midst this morning. And I pray, God, that the anointing and the revelation of your word, O God, will be preached according to you this morning. We pray, Lord, that you will give us a clear understanding. Open our hearts and open our minds. We pray that signs and wonders will take place this morning to confirm your will and your word in this congregation right now in the name of Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, let the fire of your Holy Ghost, Father, consume everything that is not godly in this place, in this house, right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, I pray that you will use this vessel as the oracle of your word to preach what thus saith your will. In Jesus' name, I pray. Everybody say amen. amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to preach to us this morning on this topic. Let's be part of the move in the wilderness. Hallelujah. Let's be part of the move in the wilderness. You may take your seat this morning. Hallelujah. As Titus chapter 2 verse 13, the Bible says, Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So that is our blessed hope as a church. The blessed hope that we are looking forward to is the returning of our great God and Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to take us into our, into, our, into our message this morning about the church in the tabernacle or the church in the wilderness, which is the tabernacle. Praise the Lord. The Bible prophesied about John when he, when he came into existence. Amen. The Bible says he, he was the voice of him that cried in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Hallelujah. And make straight in the desert a highway, amen, for our God. Praise the Lord. That was talking about John. In Matthew chapter 3, the Bible says, in those days come John the Baptist, start preaching about repentance. Hallelujah. He was preaching about repent. For the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hallelujah. And we know in the Bible that John was the forerunner. He was the one that's supposed to come first to set the platform for the Messiah. He was the fulfillment of the prophecy that was prophesied by Isaiah in chapter 40. The voice of him that cried in the wilderness. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I'm going to take us into these two words, the wilderness and the desert. Amen. The word wilderness in the dictionary, it means an uncultivated, uninhabited, and inhospitable region. Or a neglected and abandoned area in a position of disfavor. Praise the Lord. So it means there is not much life in the wilderness. There is no Hope in the wilderness. You can't call wilderness as your home. It's not a place to call home. You can't survive in the wilderness. Because it is a place which is uninhabited or inhospitable. Praise the Lord. And the, Bible, and the, the, the word desert means a waterless or diesel. A desolate area of land with little or no vegetation. Amen. So a situation or place considered dull and uninteresting or it's a wasteland. Praise the Lord. But you see these two words appeared in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 3. That the voice of him that cried in the wilderness. And we know that John is the voice of that one that cried in the wilderness. And John was not preaching in the wilderness. He was preaching to the people. He was preaching to the people in Judea, Samaria. He was preaching to the Jewish people. He was not preaching in the wilderness literally. But he was preaching to the people. Amen. And wilderness is the typology of the world. Hallelujah. So John has to introduce the world 
to Jesus. Amen. And John's message is to, you need to prepare ye the way for God. Your life is in a mess. Your life is in the wilderness. There is no hope in your life. There is nothing for you in this world. But I'm here to introduce hope. I'm here to introduce salvation. I'm here to introduce something. Something miraculous. I'm here to introduce a breakthrough. I'm here to introduce healing. I'm here to introduce perfect. Amen. Now, when Jesus comes, amen, the Bible says, He told Peter, Peter upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So we know the Bible. The Bible is consists of two testaments, the Old Testament and the New Testament. So for you to understand the New Testament, you have to also know and study the Old Testament. The Old Testament is full of prophecy that is still yet to be fulfilled and yet to be come to pass. Amen. And the New Testament is the part of the Bible that is full of prophecy fulfilled. And the reality of all the shadows and typology in the Old Testament. So when Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church. We need to look back in the Old Testament. The typology of the church in the Old Testament that comes into reality in the New Testament. So when you look into the Old Testament, there's only one church in the Old Testament. It is the tabernacle in the wilderness. Praise the Lord. It was Moses, the pastor of that church. The church in the wilderness. That's why John was the voice of him that cried in the wilderness. Hallelujah. It was the voice that cried in the desert. He has to represent the voice of the one to prepare ye the way for salvation. Hallelujah. And we know that our salvation is a miracle itself. Because they were called out of Egypt. That death cannot get a hold of them. Because it was the blood of the lamb that was posted on their doorpost that the angel of death came that night and go past the door because of that of the blood of the lamb on the doorpost hallelujah as they come into the red sea god has to open the red sea so the red sea itself it's a miracle hallelujah hallelujah that death that passed that door it was a miracle itself your call out of egypt was a miracle itself the part of the red sea was a miracle itself hallelujah I want to tell you this morning, you are living on that movement of God in the wilderness. And it is a movement heading towards the promised land. It is the new Jerusalem. It is the place where streets of gold and pearly gates, where the Son of God is the light, where things will be okay and perfect. But I'm here to tell you, the church is where you belong. This is the right place to be. This is where what will take you to the promised land. The church is your environment. This is your home. This is your place. It's miracle signs and wonders. Hallelujah. Baptism is a miracle itself. That's why Jesus said, preach the gospel. He that believe, baptized shall be saved. You see, Peter, I build the church. But I'll give you the keys. And what is that keys? That keys is mentioned in John chapter 3 verse 5. Verily I say unto you, if you are not born again in water and spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. That was the key that was given to Peter. And that was the, the key that Peter used on the day of Pentecost. And he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible said that many that receive that word with gladness, and they were baptized, and 3,000 souls were added into the church. And the Bible said, and God added into the church, as such should be added in a daily basis. It was God that added into the church. How? Through baptism. You cannot bypass the church and went straight to heaven. No way you can make it to the kingdom of heaven if you don't go through the church. 
So let me say this, simple and plain. If you're not yet baptized in the name of Jesus, make it your decision right now. You can only part of the church of God through obedience to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is death, burial, and resurrection. And it is the church, the tabernacle of Moses, that will take you to the promised land. Amen. I'm going to take us into Mark chapter 16, verse 15. I'm glad that the church was not built in the city area. It was built in the wilderness. So you can be locked into the church. Only way God can keep you in the church is to take you to the wilderness. That's why it's not always pleasant to be in the church. Because of all the experience you will have to go through when you come and follow Jesus. It's all about the cross and denying yourself. It's all about crucifixion in the flesh and live in the spirit. So you can enjoy the beauty about the spirit of God. And that what is the church is the living organism indwelled by the spirit of God. So the church was started and built in the upper room in Jerusalem on the first outpouring of the Holy Ghost. When they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and start to speak with other tongues as the Holy Ghost gave them the utterance. And Peter said they were not drunk as you suppose but this is that was spoken by the prophet Joel. My spirit. My spirit will give birth to the church Which is the living organism If you want to be part of the church You need to get out of Egypt You need to go through the Red Sea You need to find yourself in the tabernacle Of Moses which is the topology That's where sacrifice is That's where holiness is That's where manna falls every day That's where you will drink from the rock of life Which is Jesus Christ This is where miracles take place Every day all diseases have been taken care of every day they don't have to worry about their clothes they don't have to worry about their shoes they don't have to worry about their food they don't have to worry about their medication they don't have to worry about their their water it's all been provided that is the beauty about the tabernacle everything is provided God will provide for you until you enter into the promised land. I'm here to stay. There's no way the devil will, will talk me out from the church. I'm going to find my spot in the church. I won't allow anyone to replace me in the church. That is the most blessed thing happens to my life here on planet earth because I know in the spirit God is in control. God will take care of my business God will heal all kinds of sickness I can boldly tell you this morning with the authority of the Word of God I'm part of the church now and it is the church on the move you know the beauty about the tabernacle of Moses it was not permanently stay in one place it keeps on moving when the pillar of fire moves, it moves. When the pillar of clouds moves, it moves. That's why we are always on the move. We are here to gain new territory. We are here to preach the gospel. There has to be soul need to be born into the kingdom of God. We're gonna march into the devil's territory and tell the devil in the face, there's nothing you can do about it. I'm here to declare war against the devil. Why? For the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church of the living God. You don't need someone to lay hands on you to be healed. You just have to have faith in the church of the living God. You just have to get a hold of the spirit of God. And you need to confess the word of God with all the promises that the church conceives for us. God make it simple for us. According to your faith. Be it unto you. 
I just want to ignite some fire into some people's faith this morning. You are talking about problems every day. How about you start talking about God? Let's create an habitation of the spirit. When we go on fellowship, when we talk about things, when we get together, that's why it's always important for us to be in the gathering of the saints. Because we always talk about God in this place. That's why God always moves when you come to church. Because this is the only place that we always talk about God. But I want to tell the church this morning. God is in control. This is the city of refuge. This is the hospital. You need healing. You are in the right place. You need deliverance. You are in the right place. You need a breakthrough. You are in the right place. Whatever you need, it's all in here. Because this is what will take you to the promised land. The church. The church. This is a place to be. This is where you belong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But Paul said to Timothy. Timothy. I just want to remind you. You need to know how to behave. You need to know how. To behave thyself in the house of God. Which is the church. Of the living God. The pillar. And the ground of truth. In Mark chapter 16. If we can all read it together. This is their last fellowship. Last meal. Last conversation between Jesus and his disciple before his ascension. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. If we can all read it together. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, And he said unto them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized, shall be saved. Let me repeat myself again. If you still yet to be baptized in the name of Jesus, make that decision right now, this morning. I'm not begging you. It is a command from God. If you want to make it to heaven, be part of the church. And the way for you to be part of the church is to be born into the spirit in water and in the spirit in the name of Jesus. Because the church is not the movement or organization of this world. It is the living organism. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, he that believeth not shall be damned. In verse 16. Now let's go to verse 17. Amen. I want you to shout out verse 17 as we read. And these signs shall follow them. The pastors and the preachers, the evangelists, and the ordained licensed ministers. Hallelujah. Preach the gospel. He that believe, baptized, you are part of this promise. As believers, your obedience to the gospel, which is baptized in the name of Jesus, you are part of the believers. Now in verse 17, signs follow them that believe. Why? You are the church now after your obedience to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in my name, let's shout it out together. And in my name, what is that name? What is that name? What is that name? That's why we baptize people in the name of Jesus and not in the title of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. It's all in the name. Because in my name, 
not in my titles, but in my name. Thou shalt cast out devils. We are the only people that got the name, the authority to use the power of the name to cast out demons, to cast out devils, to play over sick, and they shall recover. Hallelujah. We need to shout about signs and wonders. Because that what make us the church of God. We are the church in the move. We are the move in the wilderness. The wilderness is the world. We want to introduce the world to the church. And let's make it to the promised land. But it is through the church that we'll take them to the promised land. Signs and wonders. In my name. In my name. In my name. They shall cast out devil. That one is for the devil. Not for you, for the devil. You need to have faith in the gospel. Love the gospel. Live the gospel. Preach the gospel. Signs and wonders follow. When you live the gospel, you love the gospel, and you preach the gospel, they shall cast out devil, and they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink deadly, deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Even coronavirus. It's okay to comply with all the rules. You don't have to fear about corona. You use all the wisdom that God gave you. But you need to cast that fear out. Because you have an insurance policy over you. When you are part of the church. It shall not hurt them. It shall not hurt them. We need to have the power of God in us. God has not given us the spirit of fear. How can you preach the gospel when you have fear? Fear is faith in reverse. And fear is another name of the devil because the fear is not given by God. For God has not given us the spirit. So fear is another spirit. God has not given us the spirit of fear, which means fear is also another spirit. If you have the spirit of fear, then you have the devil in you. Let's preach to fear this morning. Fear of what? Fear if this thing doesn't work. That's not your business. Your business is to be obedient to the word of God and have faith. When you have faith, you release the authority of the word. It's not about your theology. It's not about your mythology. It's not about your intellectual. It's not about your power, your strength, and your understanding. It's about faith in the word. And the word is God himself. And the word has life. And life is the light of man. When light shineth in darkness, the darkness comprehended it not. We are not only preachers of the word. We have signs and wonders. Follow our life. As a believer, we're going to use and activate the promises of the word of God right now in this place this morning. Why you are so afraid of praying over sickness? Why you have that fear to rebuke the demon spirit in the name of Jesus? Not because of false doctrine, it's because of fear. James didn't say, fight the devil and he will live. James said, resist the devil. He will flee, which means you don't engage with the devil because he's a liar. He only have wires. He intimidated us with some sort of manifestation to put fear in our heart. But it's all drama from hell. But when you allow God to open your understanding with the truth of the world and ignite that faith like of a mustard seed, you move mountains. Giants fall. You call fire from heaven. You chase demons. 
you lay hands people receive the gift of the Holy Ghost you go out in your own way and signs will follow you you don't have to call the pastor you don't have to call the evangelist you don't have to call someone it is an opportunity for you to make a declaration to this wilderness I'm part of the move of God in the wilderness I'm on my way to the promised land I'm here to go to the next level I'm not gonna satisfy on this place there is no permanent place for me this is not my home I'm just a pilgrim passing by I'm looking for a city whose maker and builder was God and God said upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it and Paul said to Ephesus in chapter 2 verse 20 that we are built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophet and Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. The prophets represent the Old Testament. The apostles represent the New Testament. And Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone of both Old and New Testament. When you have the Holy Ghost, you have the whole gospel. When you're part of the church, it is the complete gospel. When you know the revelation of the church, you are in the right place going to the right destiny. Don't be fooled by lies of the devil. You are in the right place. You are here to say to, to stay to make it to heaven. Is that time is right, Pastor? I'm going to my conclusion this morning. That's the problem when you have so many experience in the power of God. You don't have time. Enough. Amen. Before we were married. Making plans about how we're going to live this new journey that we're going to study. And I was a full-time minister even before I get married. She asked me, what you gonna do? You find a job? I already had a job. Anything that I didn't know? No, no. It's right here, it's what I'm doing right now. Full-time minister. No pain, no nothing. Just passion for the work of God. Loving to preach the gospel. See people here. God people got baptized. Lands on the sick, they recover. Chase all kinds of demons. It's funny when you see demons flee from you because of the power of God. It's exciting. When you pray, you pray for hours because of that excitement and joy that is unspeakable. Amen. Amen. And she said, seriously? Yeah. Before anything is official, you still have time to make that decision. And she said, doesn't matter. I know we'll make it. So from the start of that new journey, I was a full-time minister. I was not working. Didn't earn any money. We have to live on a faith base on a daily basis. Every day. 2020, I'm here in Australia. Still doing the same ministry. I never regret it. It's the exciting thing. That's why when I see some of you, I feel sorry for you guys. <laughs> because you have more money than me. But you have that looks that is so depressing. <laughs> you don't even realize we are going home. You're part of the church. Everything that is happening it is a process. It's normal. It's a normal thing for the church. Suffer. Carry the cross on a daily basis. Deny thyself. Follow the cross. Follow. Bitter water doesn't mean that they're in the wrong movement of God in the wilderness. It's a process. Bitter water means it's another revelation of who God is. 
All the problems that they are facing in the wilderness is just another opportunity for God to reveal to them who he is into the next level. They don't have KFC in the desert. They don't have uh, all these, uh, what you call, uh, restaurants. All these food companies. They don't have it in the desert. But manna falls every day. To a point, they said, we are sick and tired of manna. Manna means miracle. It was cooked in heaven, brought down by angels, served to their plate, into their tent. And they said, we are sick and tired of it. That's the beauty of the tabernacle plan. You don't have to worry about the food. No stress, no high blood pressure. No diabetes. They got the best meal every day. That's why they didn't have any sickness because it was cooked from heaven. It possessed some kind of vitamins that consist of spiritual mana that gives them the urge to go into the next level. But to a point, they want KFC. We want chicken. God gave them chicken. And you know the story what happened. That's what happened when you want chicken. You're going to give you all kinds of sickness that don't have any medication at all. I'm not here to condemn the chicken. I'm here to condemn the last of the flesh after evil lust. That's why many of them was overthrown in the wilderness because they were not satisfied with God's provision for them as part of the move of God in the wilderness. Amen. So I'm going to take us into our last scripture. Last scripture. In 1 Corinthians, in verse, chapter 10, verse 5, But many of them God was not well pleased. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. In verses, now these things were our examples. To the intent we should not last, last after evil things. As they also lasted. Amen. Church, don't last after evil things. Even though you are part of the church, you won't make it. And Paul said, now these things were our examples. And verse 7, the Bible said, neither be idolaters. Or put anything before God. God has to be priority at all times. He has to be first. The first fruit, the fat belongs to God. Everything from our best, it belongs to God. Neither be idolaters as were some of them as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. This is what will bring eat and drink it will give you the license to play to entertain worldly things in the church that's why paul said i beseech you now therefore brethren by the mercies of god that you present your body as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable for this is your reasonable service which means paul said i die daily I die in the flesh. I die in my lust. I won't give any provision. I will abstain from all evil appearance and worldliness. I won't give that chance to the flesh, to the world, to take a hold of what belongs to me in the church. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, neither let us commit fornication. As some of them committed. So I don't have to explain the word. 
and fell in one day. Three and twenty thousand in one day. In one day. In one day. Three and twenty thousand. On the day of Pentecost, three thousand were added into the church. But in the wilderness, God can slay in one day. Three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them were so tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happen unto them for ensembles, for they are written for admonition upon whom the end of the world are come. As Paul said to Timothy, 1 Timothy 3.15, But if I tarry long, may thou knowest how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. If signs and wonders are not following us, let's reflect ourselves to the word. God is not a man that he should lie, but there are hindrance in our life that withhold what belongs to us in the first place. That's why repentance is very important. That's why the altar is very important. This is where God come and meet people at the altar of repentance, the altar of sacrifice. If we confess our sins, he is just and faithful to forgive all our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness because God wants to see us make it to the promised land. I'm not here to die in the wilderness. I'm here to cross over the Jordan River. I'll fight my way through to the Jordan River. There's nothing I'm going to allow the devil to do in my life. That's what the three Hebrew children say. Even if our God didn't come and save us, we're still not going to bow to this golden image. Because we know we are not doing it to please you. We are doing it to please God. And we know what happens. They were thrown into the fiery furnace. And that's where God. That's where God prepared for them to have fellowship with the great and mighty God. It was in the fiery furnace. Where Jesus is always waiting. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, don't be afraid to walk through that fiery furnace of life. Because it's just a drama from the devil. He just wants to stop you. To intimidate your faith with fear. So you don't have a breakthrough in your walk with God. Once you have that testimony and experience. How good and how beautiful it is. That's what David said. Come taste and see that the Lord is good. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Even though if I walk in the valley of the shadow of death. I shall not fear any evil. For thou art with me. O oh, ye little children, you have overcome them. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We are founded on a solid rock. We are built on a rock that the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. I want to speak faith to some of the saints of the living God here this morning. Let's rise up for the glory of God has risen upon us. For the Spirit of God has risen upon us. We're going to declare. We're going to declare. We're going to preach. We're going to preach. We're going to live the word. We're going to fill with the Holy Ghost. We're going to uphold holiness. We're going to see signs and wonders. Let's stand up this morning. Let's throw our hands into the air and say, Lord, I'm getting a hold of everything that you promised for the church. I need my provision today, God. I need my daily bread. I need my healing. I need my anointing. I want to go. I want to make it to the promised land. I'm here to stay. This is the right place for you this morning. going to open the altar right now if you feel that faith 
is rising up into your spirit. I want you to get a hold of that faith. Come to the altar and say, Lord, I'm here to stay. Even if things doesn't seem like the way I want it, I'm here to stay. I believe in you. I have faith in your word that through you, I'll make it to the promised land. Food is for the hungry people. Blessed are those who are hungry and thirst after righteousness. We have to be hungry after the manna from heaven. When they are hungry, God provides. God gave them provision. God gave them healing. God make a way. God works mysterious things in their life. When you are hungry for God, you will receive your provision. You will receive your healing. You will receive your breakthrough. You will receive everything that God has promised for you. Blessed those who are hungry and thirst after righteousness. Lord Jesus, I pray right now through the authority of your word. Let the provision of your word take place in this place right now. That your people will get a hold of what you have in place for them in the name of Jesus. Let's reach out to the Lord. Ministers and leaders, leaders' wives, come and pray for those that are here. Reach out to the Lord all over this house. 